Welcome to the Guys Drinking Tea Podcast. If that sounds like a casual conversation to you, then you're absolutely right. We decided to start this podcast because, frankly, we just love talking about the scriptures and exploring how they interact with our everyday lives. These are the kind of conversations we were having in the hallway anyway every week, so we decided to turn on a camera and a microphone and let you listen in. If this content's helpful to you, then we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review in your podcast service, hop over on YouTube, subscribe to us there, like, comment, share with friends, all of those things. Without any further ado, let's dive into another sometimes meandering conversation about the scriptures and life. I'm not actually challenging you. So now I'm, I'm hitting record on another device because We're I'm genuinely, I think our stream this? is literally like glitching. I can watch the like red, there's like a red warning thing that says, your stream is terrible because right now. Because the enemy does not want me to talk about this. It's so interesting. That it's, is super interesting. Because I feel like, I felt like overwhelming sense of fear to even say this. Really? Um, yeah. Several days I woke up. Like I woke up mad, I woke up fearful. I like all this stuff was turning up in me. Like the glitch of all like the sound or, and the lights. And you're kind of like, and, uh, yeah, I could sort of like on Sunday, your posture when all this stuff was kind of like. I'm like, of we course. You're kind of like, huh, <laughs> this makes total sense. Total we sense. don't have lights. Why, why would we? That makes total sense. Um, I'm going to quick summarize very briefly some of the things we said. Yeah. Because I just hit an audio recording because I really think the video is just not working. But, um, and the comedy. This is exciting. The comedy of that is that um, (laughs) it feels like maybe maybe there's something else going on here. That um, this is a message that is just going against the grain of our culture in America in general, but also mm-hmm. um, specifically in this Denver area. So uh, one of the things we're talking about is this sense of isolation, loneliness. Um, how do we find community and relationship? Those are some of the things we're talking about. Uh, and not just relationship in general, but a relationship of diversity and of different perspectives and stuff that um, that is what true relationships supposed to be about. Um, Yvonne's spent a little bit of time talking about the Denver area and how there's like, historically, there's like this, it's a pioneering place of independent, make my own way, Mm -hmm. create my own future Mm -hmm. that tends to be super, super individualistic in nature. And then in one sense, oh, that's so beautiful, you know, make your own way and create your own future. But then like it goes against the grain of what we were designed to be as human beings. So, um, so we'll jump back in the, uh, that's my summary in case you didn't hear it prior. Um, what's the, you talked on Sunday about this idea that the, what the enemy's strategy was Mm -hmm. and maybe you know, I think the enemy has a ton of different strategies mm-hmm. and he uses them in different ways around the world. But maybe this is one that's really, really at play in our area. Mm-hmm. So talk about that strategy versus what God's desire is for us when it comes to community and relationship. Yeah, I think God himself is community. You know, every time I like launch into prayer, I'm like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Like. Um, Did you get that from Dan? 
No, I actually got it from a, a, another oh, okay. friend, but... I, you pointed but, out that Dan does that, though. Yeah. So, anyway, I just thought. So, I mean, that is God. And, like, God, like, wants to include us in his community and literally creates human beings to, cre- like, create community out of their love and create togetherness, right? Like, connection. And, yeah. And the whole purpose is connection and the enemy slithers in and he's like no you don't want to trust god like you like separate from god do your own thing like make your own future by pursuing your own knowledge and and destiny right yeah and the enemy loves to to move people away and, and encourage them to just sort of create their own thing, right? Self-promotion. Like, I, my thing is going to be the best thing. And comparison and competitiveness. And, and then self-protection in that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be hurt. You know, I just want to have my little thing. And I, it's just, it's so, he separates and it's cyclical that we just get stuck in those spaces. How do you see him coming in to separate yeah, I mean, I th- relationship feels dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so uh, isolation is a is a protective mechanism. Right. Like in one sense, it feels easier or like default sort of. Yeah. Sometimes. I get to choose what I want to do. Totally. I get to spend my money on me instead of having to disseminate it amongst groups of people. I get to not have tense conversations with people mm-hmm. that I disagree with because I just don't hang out with any of people. Yeah. I um, Or when I do hang out with people, I just find people that only agree with me. Um, by right. the way, which is another thing we could talk about, mm-hmm. um, is that actually community? If you just are trying to find people that are almost identical to you, then you're just basically hanging out with yourself times of however many people there are right right <laughs> um so yeah totally and that's the separation the he loves the us versus them mentality the competitive mentality the let's create our own similar kind of kingdom and so that's taking place at a large scale in the united states in general like mm-hmm. if if anyone's out there and they've seen this trend where it doesn't it seem like and maybe maybe i'm wrong but it seems to me like even the political landscape yeah. has gotten increasingly polarized. Totally. So it's not just Democrat, Republican. It's like hyper-Democrat versus hyper-Republican. Mm. At least that's what the media seems to portray. And the, and then if you're the weird one, if you're kind of like, I see a little bit of this and a little bit, like that's weird. Right. In our At least what the public seems to portray about it and the, and the media does. And it's that it is that's that polarity. Right. And Jesus was often trying to ride between those polarization of things, right? Like the people that were for Rome or for the Jews, or um, and I'm thinking about the the text that we were using. You know, we've got like the Hellenistic Jews and the the Hebraic Jews, and there's like this that it's it was just separation. Um, is what the enemy does. But when we see what Jesus does is that he brings these, this like beautiful group of diverse 
men together and likely women, right? Well, definitely. It was Into, recorded, yeah. Yeah. It's all together and, and says, like, we're going to do this as a group. Like, I'm going to have disciples as a team. <laughs> like, Well, and even think about the, the, uh, the kind of comical diversity within the disciples. Yeah. You have... I like the, uh, for some reason on the show, we uh, Alex and I talk about The Chosen a lot. Yeah. Um, but you have like Matthew, who's a tax collector, hanging out with a zealot who's like, let's kill all of the Romans. And Matthew's like getting paid big bucks by the Romans. And like, uh, totally. and then Peter, who's like hair on fire, kind of wild, crazy fisherman guy who talks too much, you know, and, and then you have, you know, uh, I don't the, these characters like even their personalities are like it's shocking there aren't more recorded right. battles between these guys and maybe they did have some battles but that Jesus is like yeah I, I want those guys like this massively different personalities and worldviews and and even um, political perspectives right and They're the chosen is doing such a brilliant job of bringing that those differences and diversity into into light totally right? and it's clearly it, or it's not clearly in the text but it's it's definitely in the scriptures that those that things that diversity is there even in the disciples but we just often don't think about it and the chosen sort of has brought it to light yeah. in a unique way and jesus is bringing them together that's i mean he's fighting for that he's saying it's going to be good for you to sit next to you right <laughs> and to have a conversation and to not be stuck in your own little you know, empire world, but to, to be together. That's literally his whole method and strategy of discipleship. <laughs> like, let's bring a bunch of different people together and let's eat together. Let's talk together. Let's enjoy life and learn together. So let me ask you this. Is it community if it isn't diverse? I want you to answer that. <laughs> Why do you want me to answer that? I mean, I feel like, I mean, regardless of the distinctiveness between us, like there is going to be dis like difference. So yeah, no one's exactly the same as someone. I else. do think that community is bringing different people together, and in some cases, it might be massive different distinctives between people and in other ways it might be smaller distinctive things yeah but he created us to be different even male and female he created them right totally yeah so all right so my answer to the question is i you know i agree totally <laughs> but i think that maybe the maybe the statement would be um my thought on it would be if there isn't tension that draw that comes out of difference and different perspective, different um, ethnic ethnic background, difference, mm -hmm. then it's probably not accomplishing what God wants to accomplish through it. Um, I'm, I'm like, I think even that's part of the point of even marriage is, mm. is the fact that they're different. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have any relationships that cause you some sort of tension then you might not be in community, um, at least not the kind of community that Jesus intended. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
at the beginning, right, it's not good for man to be alone. Like, he's created us to be in relationship with other human beings. And the very person that God puts in this in Adam's life at first is very different than him, yeah. <laughs> right? In order that that they might work together, that they might actually take dominion together and mm-hmm. create more community, right? So, yeah, I mean... It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what was one of the things that I think you visually did on Sunday is to put, you know, we don't have a ton of diversity in our community at, at South. Uh, racially, we have, we actually have a pretty significant socioeconomic diversity. Right. And I think that that's actually one of the reasons why South is a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and why like it's financially, challenging. Yeah. Financially, there is a massive range from people running crazy successful making a lot of money businesses to people who are just barely eking by Mm -hmm. and that's actually one of the things that makes south beautiful and really challenging i agree yeah but we don't have a lot of racial diversity but i think the fact that you brought that those folks together sort of was saying like this could be uh, a new a step for us as a community and, and stuff is to lean into some of these things so um yeah, so God's plan is to bring us together. What are some what are some recommendations that you might have to take a baby step in that direction? So Yeah. We already said there's this principality that we're warring against right. potentially in this especially in this area that like is fighting against it and makes maybe is making it so we can barely even record this. Yeah. Lights shut off. Who I don't knows? know. We'll so, you know, we're not like uh, superstitious in that way, but it's all it also is a reality that's a possibility that takes place. So how do we fight against that when there's like this polarity fighting against us? Man, I I mean, I was just thinking like the ideal picture that I used on Sunday was like the Acts 2 passage where this a huge diversity of people are coming together and by the end of chapter 2 they're meeting together, breaking bread, like they're sharing everything in common, this beautiful togetherness. Um, and it seems like the Holy Spirit is so, like, like, what's the word? Just central to making that happen. Mm-hmm. That, like, us as human beings actually listening to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> like, actually surrendering to the areas that he's refining us um, and and drawing out the spirit in one another, I think is so key. Now, okay. that's kind of abstract. I know you're... <laughs> so, so, tom- so tomorrow, someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I believe it. I need to figure this out. What should I do tomorrow morning when I wake up? Oh, man. I mean... I think for one, we have to get honest with ourselves and what we're what we're really feeling. Because just like I said, I woke up afraid, you know, I woke up angry. Like for me, I have to say, God, right now I feel this way. And I know that this is not how you've made me, right? You've not you've not hmm. the fear is coming from the enemy. The fear is not true. It's, it's based on something that's not true, and it's deceit. <laughs> and I have to say, yes, this, this is what I feel, Lord, but, like, replace that with, with your spirit in me and, and 
and courage to actually move toward someone else, to make a phone call if I'm the one who needs help or to be praying for other people so I'm prepared for whoever's coming into my world. Like I think there is, I'm thinking first thing in the morning, um, something we can do just privately with the Lord and is to connect with his spirit and to connect with truth and to lay aside those fears or anxieties that are keeping us away or mm-hmm. putting barriers and obstacles in our way between people. But then, like, my, you know, point was, like, fighting for connection. And maybe that fighting for connection is just, like, I'm going to look somebody in the eye when I go get groceries today instead of just doing my thing and self-checkout. <laughs> like, fight. I'm going to stand in the non-self-checkout line. Totally. And I'm going to talk to that person. I'm going to call them by their name and thank them for what they're doing. Build a conversation. I mean, like, I mean, I made a comment on Sunday that I think that Denverites and Coloradans are friendly, um, but we still have to take it steps further to be hospitable as a Jesus culture and a Jesus people to be counter-cultural. Um, so I think we can take steps in being friendly and to strangers mm-hmm. because one, that maybe comes more naturally to us. And two, that's a way that we're fighting for that connection. So, all right, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. So maybe pe- someone's out there and they're like, well, easy for you to say you're like a super extrovert, right, Yvonne? Well, <laughs> about, I, I say it tongue in cheek because yeah. I know Yvonne. And- yeah that she's not a super extrovert. She's a people person, but not necessarily totally. an extrovert. So what about, I'm, I'm a what about social... the person that says, I'm, that's just not me. Yeah. I'm an introvert. Yeah. I'm a social personality, but I need the time alone to rejuvenate and replenish my energy. So what what's um, that person supposed to do? That it almost, you're, all, you're almost saying who they are is, is being threatened by the, this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so I think as we want to help you walk in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus, we want you to be truly you, um, but infused with the same type of beautiful spirit and character as Jesus had. Mm-hmm. And the character of Jesus and and his spirit does use our unique our uniqueness in some ways, but it also calls us out of our uniqueness and it calls us to something more kingdom. Yeah, And I think so we have to be called out of some of the, the rough edges or the ways that we want to hide in our personality or our gift set to really become more kingdom. So totally. all of us, I think, if we want to be countercultural and and push back the darkness of separation and push toward connection, it might be easier for some of us because we're more extroverted. It might be harder, but I think the call is still there. So, yeah, there's this, um, to say that the aim of being human is to just find the most comfortable existence possible that's most natural to my personhood and my identity. Mm-hmm. That's not Christianity because what's natural to our broken selves is going to occasionally lead us off the path. Mm -hmm. And for an introvert, that may be to press towards isolation. For an Mm -hmm. extrovert, it might be they just never do solitude and silence and they never actually deal with brokenness in them because they just 
fill their days. Mm. I can speak very intimately Mm. with this. I can fill my entire day with interaction with people, with other things and noise and noise and noise. And I never actually listen to the voice inside of me that says, Mm -hmm. Aaron, you need to deal with this emotional issue or that thing. And so both of those groups have to say that part of myself, I want to die, not to embrace wholeheartedly, but I want that piece of me to die. And so for an introvert, that might mean uh, leaning into community a little bit more Mm -hmm. and recognizing that your truest self isn't what's easiest necessarily. Your truest self is who God designed you to be, which is a human being with unique gifts in community. Right. So. um, Yeah, I mean, when we enter the kingdom, it might be appealing to us because there's something about us that gets to flourish. Yeah. But we answer to another. And that means that we are in relationship automatically, right? Like we're mm-hmm. in relationship with God and with God's kingdom. And so we can't build a kingdom just by our own personality or by our own, you know, entity that would be separation that's what the enemy would want us to do Mm -hmm. but the kingdom calls us to community calls us to to serve one another and and to share i mean it feels like that with the spirit infused into a community there's sharing there's caring there's love there's all the things that actually we need to get to that place of personal flourishing yeah which involves some of who you feel like you are and then occasionally you're going to run into something like i think this is who i am and then jesus is like well actually who you who you really are is this um so uh, a couple other practical things that i just thought of what's um well i I think that we can keep moving in depth of friendship and connection okay and that that's going to be hard here if you live in the denver area Um, calling somebody on the phone, you know, is one step, you know, don't text them or meet up face to face, like fight for being in person. Mm -hmm. And you might need to say, friend, I need you to like be a part of my life and be committed to me for the next three months. Like you almost might need to verbally ask and verbally make some like expectations yeah to really join together because naturally we will separate like it's it's like that's how we drift we drift apart we don't drift together even extroverts yeah they drift too shallow yeah i'm this deep with a thousand people and that extroverts fine but they are like they don't go below the surface Mm -hmm. that's too scary yeah yeah, so we've. I think we've got to deal with our interpersonal stuff. We've got to take little tiny steps to like become more engaged with people face to face, and and fight for the the real people that you need in your life that are going to be mm-hmm. for you, and they're going to be willing to journey with you, to keep you moving on that journey. So I kept thinking of this. There's this uh, book by C.S. Lewis, and I I'm trying to remember which one it is. Is it um, Four Loves or it's, it's the one about like this abstract sort of metaphorical picture of heaven mm-hmm. and hell. Do you remember which one that the is? The Great Divorce? The Great Divorce. I'm pretty sure it's The Great Divorce. But there's this image in there. Um, it's a metaphorical image that he uses for basically like hell is this this place where people get increasingly far away from 
God or for from the uh, from this picture of heaven. And mm. they move further. They're like literally their houses. They have bigger and bigger houses, and they move further and further away. And then all the way to the point where they just start to sh like shrink. Their personalities start to shrink. They become more mm. um, uniform and stuff. But then they're living miles and miles apart from anyone else. And that's like hell in this wow. book. So one practice for you might be to just pick this up and just meditate on that image. You know, um, it's not like we're not making a theological statement of that's what hell's like. It's supposed to be a metaphor. It's supposed to make you think and dwell on this stuff. But that is part of the enemy's strategy is mm. to say, um, oh, it's me and mine and like, and just isolate myself more and more and move. Oh, my neighbor's annoying. I'm going to move further away from them. And then, oh, now I can still hear their ga their games. I'm going to move further and further and further. So that might be a good mm -hmm. book to read. Um, I was also thinking about this, um, this other podcast. I don't know if I can find the right one in time, but there's, um, there's this pastor, John Mark Comer, who did a vision series and he talked about community. Um, if you were to look up John Mark Comer, how how we change community in a mm. podcast service it's a pretty old series but it's a vision series he did at his church and he calls himself painfully introverted hmm. and he did one week on every one of this particular church's vision um sermon but he did two on community so this is like someone who's like awkwardly introverted mm -hmm. and he felt like it was so important in our culture that he gave two sermons to community mm -hmm. and he's like i I, this is one that I really struggle with, but I'm going to teach twice on it because it's that important. Is there any other oh, material man. that you could recommend uh, for that, someone who wants to... I just to... think I want to add a little bit of psychology to it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love it. Let's because, it. Because if we are going to encounter the the love of God, encounter the joy of the Lord, um, in, encounter all of that fruit of the Spirit... Like that happens when we are in the presence of another person. Like our love and like joy receptors like turn out when we get to see somebody that we know loves us and loves and we love and there's like safety in that. And so if you are just, you tend to go home and you shut your garage door and you go private or you close your door and you're not seeing another face to face like you're not your cell receptors are going to turn down and it will turn you more inward and that will turn toward depression turn toward anxiety but what helps is because physiologically what's happening in community is you see another person smile and you're received with love and and your cell receptors actually are able to encounter love. And that's what happens in community. We encounter the the mm -hmm. fruits of God's spirit and his kingdom that that actually feed our bodies totally. and our souls. Yeah. It's like being in community is good brain health. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Turns out the way of Jesus is a holistic approach to being human yeah and yeah i love that yeah there, i mean there's like there's all these studies on neuroscience that talk about like like you can actually heal brain damage you can heal um trauma you can heal but the way you do it is what yvonne's talking about yeah. it's this this process of moving into your prefrontal cortex and and experiencing joy 
in relationship with other human beings is like physiologically healing to the brain and to the body. Um, and it's no wonder Jesus recommends it. He's right. like literally designed your body for this. And if you don't believe it, then you're going against science and the scriptures. And so yeah. it's so, a big call. It's so big even call. put down your technology and like meet with somebody face to face. Totally. Oh, that might be the challenge for me. I think, um, yeah, that's hard. And it, increasingly, it's going to become more of a more Because we're epidemic. in a society right now where we are, what do they say? We're like, we're so separate, but connected digitally, right? Yep. yep. And the, and the receptors fighting. don't work that way. Totally. So that's like the enemy also loving that space of how can I, you know, make people the illusion that people are connected when they're really not in community. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yeah, finding moments where you can just set set down your phone, and I get it, the dopamine hit of just being able to swipe and, like, drown out the universe, I get it. Um, but finding moments to set that aside and say, no, as hard as this might be initially, I will see fruit from this if I engage with my family tonight without that thing or mm -hmm. whatever. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, or call up a friend and go out to eat and listen yeah. and look at them in the face and that sort of thing. Anything else? Any final thoughts? I mean, we're back to the table. So invite somebody for a meal. Like, you won't regret it. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, do it again. And then you'll get better at it. Yeah. I I, so I actually think about this a little bit. Like, um, you talked about it in the very beginning of this conversation, how sometimes there's like this thing that like you get tired and I don't know if I can do community this week or I'm not sure if I have the energy. I had a rough day. I'm exhausted. I have a small group or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure. And then when you get there, rarely, even for my wife, who's an introvert, does she say, I'm really regret showing up. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes that, that uh, it takes effort to overcome getting to the place. But once you're there, you're like, oh, that's right. This is what I was made for. I mean, that's another thing that I hear all the time is like, why does it always have to be me that initiates or has to like get over this hump of like, like the obstacle that you feel, whether it's exhaustion or whether it's anxiety or whether it's fear or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. everybody here feels like there's an obstacle to get over and they feel like it's on them to get over it. Um, but know that if everybody were doing that <laughs> and we're all getting over our own obstacles, like we are going to be better for it and you're going to be better for it. Yeah. Imagine. So imagine South Fellowship Church becomes a community that just, just commits. We're going to figure out how to wage war against this tendency. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to take a baby step and I'm going to experiment with a life group. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to experiment with a circle this summer, as painfully awkward as that feels to me. But then there's a little bit of healing in your mind, in your body, in your soul. And then you were part of healing someone else's. And then it starts to become like this flywheel mm -hmm. that starts to get a little bit of momentum and a little bit more momentum. And then you suddenly, a community starts to transform itself from the inside out, and it starts to spin a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And that's how the early church became this unstoppable force in history that mm -hmm. literally the energy that they created in that is still traveling around the world today. Oh, amen. Let's do I it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It was great talking <laughs> to you guys. Um, hopefully 
the video worked. Otherwise, maybe the podcast will work. This was too fun of a conversation for it, it not to go out somewhere. It was so great. Thank right. you Thanks, so Yvonne. much for inviting Thanks me. Thanks for initiating the conversation on that subject. And we will tune in next week. Um, and uh, I'll let you guys find out what that's going to be out about later, even though I already know. So, all right. See you all later. Well, thanks again for listening, and we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you. We'd love to interact with you about this. So feel free to leave comments, questions, all that sort of thing, and we'll try our best to get back to you when we can. Have a great day.